Have you ever been to a protest, Michelle? Um, I don't know, actually. That's a really good question. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever covered a, a, a protest? As yes, a yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. All right, okay. So what, what was the protest about? Um, I'm pretty sure we can name a myriad of things. Uh, climate change. Climate change, Black Lives Matter, all yeah. of the things. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. Uh, protests are a part and parcel of living in in, in any society. We, we, yes. we protest, all right? Now, yep. here's the thing. Protests attract ASIO's attention. Really? And a lot of people wind up with ASIO files because of their attendance at protests. That makes sense. Um, and now I sent you a, a document earlier this week saying we should talk about this. And it was the yes. fact that ASIO got really interested in the feminist movement. Mm. Well, I did what I normally did and wound up just reading way too much in the last week. And you I covered all this stuff about protests and ASIO. And I really think, you know, heck no, we won't go. Let's talk about this. Okay, let's do it. Listening to I Spy, the interpretive dance of Australian intelligence. Oh, 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 I just pulled my groin muscle. Oh, I can't protest. Sorry, peace I, s- I said kickball, kickball change. Oh, 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 is that what you mean by ball change? Sorry. Yeah. Hello and welcome to I Spied. My name's Michelle Stevenson. I'm here with David Callan and we're going to talk about the feminism movement. Is that well, what we're, we're going to about talk here? about protesting, really? Oh, protesting, but protesting? with a feminist undertone. Well, looking at it through the prism of the feminist movement okay. and also the international socialist movement. There Lots to unpack. Lots, Lots to, to unpack. unpack. Because yeah. the thing was, back in the late 60s and the early 70s, mm. there was a lot of protesting going on in the streets of Australia. I mean, there was the anti-Vietnam movement. Um, yep. There was Aboriginal rights. And yep. there was also feminism. ASIO were totally into it. They were really, really involved. Now, the anti-Vietnam movement, you can see why, all right? Yeah. You can see why totally that would get be... Uh, you get that. Um, and also the fact that there was quite a lot of violence around it. Um, because not only did you have the demonstrators that were confronting the police and going, you know, stop re- yep. conscripting our guys and sending them over yep. to Indochina, you also had people showing up going, stop protesting us sending people to Indochina. Uh, there was a very famous guy called Ross the Skull May. Right. Ross was this guy who's about six foot eight, and he used used to show up at Vietnam protests with a like wearing virtually a Nazi uniform holding a sign that read Dong a demonstrator and mm-hmm. he would he would find demonstrators on their own and push them down flights of stairs he was a nasty piece of work oh nasty. yeah 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 i think we've spoken about him yeah old ross now the thing was it all comes down to two things why would asio be interested into this in this now it comes down to two things dissent and sedition mm-hmm. right okay. so dissent very simple is um, opinions at variance with those commonly held or officially held. Okay. So, you know, dissent is, uh, you might say that you don't like war movies, which you have said in the past. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. Uh, and that could be a dissenting view to me, which is the official view because, anyway. Uh, so, so kind of like the birthplace of cancel culture. Well, in a way, no. No, no, no. Dissent, I, don't, I, don't like what, I don't like your opinions, so... Ah, uh, but that's not dissent. That uh, cancel culture and dissent are two different things. Okay. Dissent is saying I disagree with you. I disagree okay. with the commonly held belief. But you're allowed. To, you're allowed to disagree. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Of course you are. Of course. Okay. You know, there's no dramas with that. Um, that's what a healthy democracy does. We discuss. Uh, now, but I feel like one, you can't. You can't. You're not allowed to disagree anymore now. 
Right. Oh, geez, you, you disagree with me all the time. Um, I know. Pretty soon you're going to cancel me out. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, I, 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 without sounding too romantic, I desperately need you. Uh, <laughs> I know. Otherwise podcast, it would just be really long, yeah, really long. Just, <laughs> me in a blanket fort talking for half an hour would probably drive people insane. It, w- uh, it would drive them absolutely nuts. It would drive anyway, them nuts. Now, the I digress. Is, the other one is sedition. Now, this yep. is very different. All right, And there are federal laws against uh, about sedition. Right, mm. Sedition is inciting people to re- rebel against authority. Right. Mm. Now, we have laws against this. Now, a lot of these different demonstrations, while they were very much dissenting from the officially held view, that mm. didn't necessarily mean they were seditious. They weren't actually telling people, no, fight the state. They were saying, we want change. There's the difference in protest, all right? Yep. Now, the feminist movement became a real attractor for ASIO's uh magnifying glass for a couple of reasons. One, it grew out of left-wing organisations like the Communist Party of Australia and the Socialist Youth Movement, which is a Trotskyist organisation. So these guys, as the 70s sort of came out of the... And it came out of 1967, Mm -hmm. 68, with a big groundswell feminist movement coming out of the civil rights movement in the US. Some Australian women had been to the US. They'd witnessed this. They brought it back and they'd, they'd started talking to their friends and started organising these groups. Now, a lot of the women came out of what was known as the Union of Australian Women, yep. and so which is, again, another left-wing organisation. But it also started growing organically through students that were at Vietnam protests and stuff like this. One of the things... Now, of course, they were involved in peace movement, they were involved in mm. um, Aboriginal rights, they were involved in anti-Vietnam. One of the things that really freaked ASIO out was sexual liberation. ASIO were absolutely shocked (laughs) at the idea of sexual liberation. Okay, we've got to look at this. We've had a liberal government- Is that because something that's run by men really fear the fact that they may have to please a woman in bed? (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. You are absolutely correct. And then all all of a sudden it's top of the agenda. Yeah. Wait, 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 you guys need to enjoy this as well. Wait a second. I saw the clitoris and the G-spot files, and honest to God, they still couldn't find them. They could not find them. Right? They kept hearing Can't find anything. They, honestly, yeah. I think they thought the clitoris was a Soviet agent. Um, <laughs> and the G-spot was obviously the headquarters. Right. Yep. The whole thing was, it, they regarded, and it comes down to this classic, we hear it still to this day, is... Yep. It was attacking Australian values, the Australian values of getting your rocks off and rolling over and going to sleep. Mm -hmm. All right. So the whole thing was there was this, and remember, the kind of women's organisations ASIO were kind of used to were the CWA, you know, the Country Women's Association. Yes. Uh, Make a good scone, darling, and there you go, you're satisfied. So this was a big problem. And also remember, we'd had a conservative government in power for over 20 years at this point. Yeah. Right. So well, mostly the, everything was conservative at that point. Yeah, very conservative. And ASIO was a very conservative organisation itself. Yep. And it did not go a long way to recruit women into the intelligence stream. Oh, they certainly used them as clerical officers, but they weren't yeah, interested in using them as intelligence assets. No, I, I mean, the funny they, thing. Which, is, which is so ridiculous because we all know that they would have been amazing. Well, look at Skripov. I know, exactly. She was incredible, right? What she did was amazing. So there's this thing where ASIO have got this real problem with the women's movement. Interestingly enough, it all changed in 1972. Really? Gough Whitlam was 
voted in. Oh, gave everyone hope. Goff came Goff. in and Goff did a really smart thing. Let's yeah. find out what these women want. Oh. Right? So he created the women's electoral lobby. He started promoting women as ministers. And suddenly the women's movement went, yeah, that's better. And ASIO, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's much better. And ASIO started to move away from the feminist movement, also because they had some serious problems of their own. After the Lionel Murphy raid, and then they had the hope, uh, mm. the two royal commissions, that ASIO needed to change. And it did. I mean, when I worked there, some of the best intelligence officers they had were women. They were yeah, because re- we're good at stuff. You're really good. Look, put it this and way. And we're great liars, put it that way. <laughs> oh, the, the great thing about the feminist movement, and Meredith Bergman talks about it in her book, yep. Dirty Secrets, all of those essays, and Anne Summers talks about it as well in her essay in the book, but there's a great story about how the women knew they were being bugged. They knew their phones were being tapped. So what they do, one woman would always talk, whoever rang her, the first thing she'd do was start talking in graphic detail about her abortion. Oh, yeah. Because she just knew that that made any guy listening go, oh, I can't listen to this. Start, ta- start talking about your period and men stop listening. Yeah, well, yeah, you know what? Again, it's, <laughs> it's a period. It's a piece of punctuation. What am I meant to yeah, do yeah, about yeah, this? Yeah, 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 exactly, right? so exactly. The great thing about the women's movement was it was a smart movement. They were very smart about how they, they ran it. It was organically run. When they had their meetings, their meeting, that's where they did their, their real exchange of information. And what they wanted was pretty reasonable. We want fair pay. We want to be mm. treated as equals. Uh, you know, unfortunately, they're still going for that in a lot of cases. There's a lot of stuff that still has not been corrected. But Whitlam engaged with that movement and, in a way, basically embraced it and empowered it. And that way, ASIO started to move away from the feminist Mm. movement. Now, the thing was, while they're moving away from the feminist movement, there were other things going on in the the protest area. One group with the International Socialists, there's a great article, I will post it on the the Twitter feed, at iSpy Podcast, written by a guy from Queensland called David Lockwood. Now, David Lockwood was a member of the International Socialists, and the International Socialists when I was working at ASIO, they were kind of regarded as the bad boys of demonstration. There mm. was a – have you ever heard of ADEX? No. The Australian International Defence Expo. So, <laughs> Where would I casually hear about that? <laughs> oh, they occasionally report it in the news. I mean, it's not something that Nova would cover, I suppose. But essentially, it's like all of these arms dealers have this mm. thing and they used to hold it in the Canberra showground classy. And they'd have their booths and it's like, yeah, here's our um, anti-material rifle or yep. here's the turret we can make for your Humvee. And it was it's basically for guys to sell weapon systems to each other. Now, of course, ADEX, uh, there was an ADEX when I was working at ASIO and it was a massive focal point for mm. demonstrations. And they got violent very, very quickly. And that's because these guys called the International Socialists rocked up and they were doing things like dropping caltrops on the ground in front of the police. Now, now, do you know what a caltrop is? No. It's a device no. for slowing down infantry and cavalry. It's okay. a four-pronged object. So any way you drop this thing, there will be a, a prong sticking straight up. Oh, so as you nice. walk along, Lovely. you step on it, and it was oh. these hard steel prongs that would go through a work, you know, a combat boot yeah. or a work boot. Terrible. Great for taking out horses, great for taking out infantry. So these guys were dropping them on the ground. The other thing they were doing was going to the area at night where they'd be protesting and hammering star pickets, you know, those steel fence posts you use on farms, mm-hmm. hammering mm-hmm. them down, upside down, so the spike in the star picket was sticking out of the ground, down till they were sticking out about two inches out of the ground. Terrible. So if the police rushed them, they'd be running, again, running into essentially caltrops. And they're not the sort of things you can pick up and remove. You've got to dig the post out of the ground. So it was really what's called militant 
activism, right? Yeah. Now, the, the Lockwood actually talks about it because he FOI'd his own file. He's got a personal file and he FOI'd it 20 volumes. Shit. That's a lot. And trust me, that's a, that's a big <laughs> file. And was there interesting stuff in there? Really interesting stuff because he, uh, like, he found out that- uh, Or was the- it he went to the shops? <laughs> A little bit, a little bit from column yeah, A, a yeah. little bit from column B. The thing he found interesting was the interpretations that were being made by ASIO about what right. was going on because they had guys in the room. Whenever the International Socialists had a meeting, ASIO had people in the room. ASIO does that. They recruit agents. Yeah. Right? The feminist movement would have had agents in there. Pretty much every major movement will have an ASIO agent in it if it is of threat. So the thing with they discovered, and this was what, uh, Lockwood says himself was the national, uh, the international socialists. Their idea was to recruit people to be the most militant guys at the protest. So mm. they used the protest not only to sell their newsletter, which they did. They also used it to recruit new members by being the baddest asses in the group. Problem with that being is if you keep recruit, you you put yourself out there as the baddest people in the room. Eventually, yep. the only people you're going to recruit are the baddest people in the room. And Makes you, sense. Yeah, you wind up with an organisation that's highly militant but not that effective. Now, a couple of things that Lockwood said was hilarious was according to an agent's report to ASIO, they turned around and said, "Yes, he uh, he's confessed that he's always armed with tomatoes and eggs in case he needs them, right, to throw at people." <laughs> All right. And then in the very next report, it's reported that an agent tried to get some tomatoes and eggs from the from David Lockwood at a, a protest. And unfortunately, David Lockwood didn't have any with him at the time. So this man who's meant to be always prepared with eggs and tomatoes didn't have any eggs and tomatoes. There was oh, this no. strange thing where ASIO were getting, and this is another thing you've got to understand with intelligence mm. when you use agents, is you've got to verify what they're saying. So there was unverifiable or counterintuitive or just contradictory information coming out of these agents' reports. Yeah. And now, it all came to a head when Lockwood, uh, there was going to be a demonstration against what's called the Omega Base, or it was known as the Omega Base in Victoria. Now, the Omega Base was a 430-metre tall communications mast. Now, it was there as a navigation. It was there for radio navigation and for communication. But everyone, because it was built by the US, part of the US's navigation system, because we didn't have geostationary satellites at the time, we yep. didn't have GPS at the time. All yes. we had were these huge masts around the world. And, of course, yeah. America paid for them, the same way America pays for GPS, I think. I think it's now sort of spread through everybody, but basically the Americans set that system up. But they had these masts, so they were yep. going to have a demonstration at the base. And then it turns out that some people were going to tear a fence down and take over the base. Now, this guy turned around, David Lockwood turned around and went, guys, really, no, not a good look. Uh, they did it anyway. They used grappling hooks to tear down fences and got in there and ran around until the police grabbed them and dragged them out again. Sounds right. like they're not really protesting much. They're just kind of like... They were just being absolute yeah. freaking annoyance. I know. Like, they they, were, like, I don't understand the point of it. Well, the point is, like, one, they were getting more people to their movement by being militant. And yeah. that was their way of trying to change the system. But then what are you achieving? You're achieving nothing. Well, eventually that's what happened. I mean, the international socialists still kind of appear and they still kind of do the same thing. But, you know, they're appearing at these, like, climate rallies. 
Yeah. And then and the whole thing is I'm going to confront the police, smash the state. It's that very anarchistic sort of attitude. Yeah, aggressive. I mean, you, you look at something like the protests in Hong Kong. Now, that's really interesting. One of the things mm. that the Hong Kong protesters were doing, they were super gluing bricks to the just to the the roads. Right. Because in doing that, it means that any riot police have to step over the bricks and it breaks up the line. And they'll be tripping okay. over these bricks and all this sort of stuff. They just literally super glue bricks to the ground. Right. right. Now, one brick, but if you put two bricks standing on their ends and a brick on top, so you've got that sort of Stonehenge look, that mm. becomes really freaking difficult to move around. And that breaks up the line of, uh, of riot police, which means you can get okay. through them. So these are the kind of techniques that uh, the national, so- the international socialists were using. The problem being they were doing it at, at protests that didn't need that kind of attitude. Yeah. Now, they do still appear at protests, but not that much. Uh, but, you know, at the time, ASIO were highly focused on these people. Because, mm. again, sedition, they were actually going out there and encouraging people to attack the community, attack the, the state, as opposed to just dissent from popular opinion. Now, we jump forward to now, who are the new international socialists? Um, I don't know. Who? The right wing. It's quite oh, yes. interesting how it's yep. a lot of protests. Everyone goes, oh, protesters, they're just mad communist left-wing idiots. No, now, they're right wing. Now we're looking at it being a right wing thing. Now, the anti-vaxxers, what's really interesting is back the in anti-vaxxer the- anti-vaxxer movement has been taken over by it. The right wing. But what's really yeah. interesting is the 60s and 70s, you know, we were protesting, you know, an end to the Vietnam War, Aboriginal rights, human rights, mm. women's rights, peace, all this sort of stuff. Now- I don't want to wear a mask. And it's almost as if the right-wing agitators have turned around and basically said, here's an issue we can latch on to yeah. that we can then promote ourselves and build well, our Well, be- because they're just agitators. That's all they want to do. They want to agitate. They yeah. were just, they're anti-government. They're not anti-mask. They couldn't even care less about the mask situation. It's their anti-government. Exactly. And that would mean, I mean, as um, Mike Burgess said in his last big talk to the Australia about ASIO, mm. their big focus is now on the right wing. Yeah, well, as well it should be. I mean, they're dangerous. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at what happened at not just the Melbourne demonstration, the Sydney demonstration earlier in the year with that guy who punched mm. a horse, man, it's it's not blazing saddles. Don't do that. He didn't punch the horse. <laughs> I thought that, no, no, I thought there's footage of him actually swinging no, his fist. he didn't punch the horse. He no. didn't punch the horse? He pushed it away. It just was shot at a specific angle. You've got to read less fake news and read more real news. I'm reading everything. I oh, read my God. News. I re- You are such a left-wing consumer. I could just can tell i just can tell <laughs> yes i'm just gonna anyway. quickly put punch a horse in my search engine and punch a horse sydney and who allegedly punched a horse but he did not oh yeah it kind of looks like he's pushing it all yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean yes, look at the yes. photo um, all right yes yeah, calm he yourself said he, was, he said he was a caring animal lover who is defending um, himself? <laughs> yeah, he was. If you look, if you actually watch the footage, he's pushing away. Anyway, we've digressed. Yeah, um, we have now. The, but well, we have digressed and we haven't. The thing about that is, it is it's militancy that ASIO were concerned with. Now, back in the sixties and seventies, they sort of saw everything as militant. Right? Mm. If you were demonstrating, you were automatically a militant, which is not the case. I mean, peaceful demonstration or peaceful protest, there is nothing wrong with that. And ASIO yeah. are at the point where, I mean, a lot of people 
my son actually turned around and said, would I have an ASIO file? And I went, very unlikely. And he went, but, you know, I went to uh, climate, you know, Students Against Climate Change. And I went, what's so wrong with everyone. that? So did everyone. So did everyone. Yeah. So- the thing is, it's if you're militant. If you go there and you start causing trouble, that's when ASIO yeah. are going to want to have a chat to you about it. Yeah, and there's been quite a few arrests recently of right wing, like people in the throes of banking bombs and yeah. all kinds of things, and they're all right wing. Now, there was one other thing that was going on with protests back in the 60s and 70s, which thankfully has now gone. It was a thing called Police Special Branch. Right mm. Now, police special branches were being run out of Premier's office in the States. They literally became an arm of the Premier's office. And they were very much doing this stuff where they were trying to grab, you know, work out who were the dissenters and who were the seditionists and yep. how we can control it and how we could basically squelch any protest. Interestingly enough, they had to be disbanded. They became a power unto themselves, uh, particularly in Queensland and New South Wales. Interestingly enough, though, I mean, their files were meant to be destroyed, Mm. and a lot of them were, but a lot of that information had been disseminated to ASIO anyway. So a lot of the stuff that ASIO were getting on protesters back in the 60s and 70s was coming through Special Branch, which is very coloured because those police organisations were extremely anti-protest. So the thing is, what we've had is we've had an evolution in Australia with protest in that we've had militant organisations, we've had left-wing organisations, now we have right-wing organisations. But the bottom line is ASIO, through its targeting, is far superior at determining who they need to worry about and who they can just go, he's just he's just dissenting. Right? I, I, I also can't imagine that a lot of these right-wing groups are incredibly intelligent, so to speak. Yeah, I know. I, having watched the Four Corners thing on the right wing in Australia, <laughs> it really was a case of like, going, oh, was it? For, was it, oh, no, it was sixty minutes. It was one of those. It really yeah. was just like, oh, gee, this. You know, when you walk in and it's literally medicine balls and powerlifting yeah. equipment and yeah. a lot of beers, it's like, oh, okay, honestly, I, I get what I'm dealing with now. I think I think they're a step up of above bikies, to be honest. Well, yeah, well, you're not half wrong there. But the thing is, there are some very intelligent people amongst it, and they're yes, the ones that are using it. They're the ones that yeah. are actually using it to create, say, you know, a, uh, a revenue stream, which ultimately yep. is a lot of these organisations' plan. Let's yep. find a way of getting dupes to, A, cause a fight, and B, give us money. Yeah. Yeah. So, protest. You going to go to one? Okay. Um, no, not unless I have to. I was invited to one, uh, one of the, the anti-Iraq one, which again is a really interesting uh, example of yeah. a, across the board Australians going, we do not want to go into this war. Stop it. Now, I was invited to go along and, and demonstrate, to which I went, yeah, no, I can't do that. Uh, because No, I'm you like, definitely yeah, can't. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah, it just, it's not a good look for me to be here because, um, A, most people, anybody that works for ACA goes, what's happened to him? And anybody who knows I work for ACA goes, what's he doing here? Why is he watching? I do, I do remember I did go to one now. Yep. I was at university when I was studying theatre and they were doing cuts to the arts and we went along and um, protested cuts to the arts. Probably did some kind of interpretive dance. Oh, I you, don't to- know. Oh, you totally have yep. an ACA. Now. You totally have an ACO file now. If you were interpretive dancing, that's militant. Oh, that's that's that an is so offensive militant. act. Um, well, I've never seen you. It's, f- it's actually offensive, just in general. <laughs> All right, so um, ladies and gentlemen, it's okay to protest as long as you don't yes. get militant and yes. no interpretive dancing. Yes, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs>